Hello and welcome to this week's journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Adelina Chobano and today's episode is a podcast about a podcast musical called 36 Questions. I know this is probably where you ask yourself, what's a podcast musical and how does that even work? Well, stay tuned to find out from its writers, directors and composers, Ellen Winter and Chris Littler. And don't worry, we've done our best not to include any spoilers so that you can go and listen to it yourself. You may be familiar with the 36 questions that can make any two strangers fall in love, arguably. They were the subject of a modern love column in the New York Times a couple of years ago, and they actually come from an older study by psychologist Arthur Aaron. Many people have tried them, some say it worked, some say the effect kind of went away after a while. But Zach Akers and Skip Bronking are the founders of a small podcast studio called Two Up, and they're also the producers of 36 Questions. They told me the idea for it to be a podcast musical came partly from Skip's realization that every answer to the questions took between two and five minutes, which is the length of a song. Originally, 36 Questions was meant to be an independent film, but Skip and Zach wanted to push the podcast format and see what else could be done with it. The result was a three-part musical podcast centered around a couple who are going through a divorce and who try to use the 36 questions to salvage their marriage. Actors Jonathan Groff and Jesse Shelton play the characters, called Judith and Jace, who, I quote, were desperately in want of a love potion and who needed to shut up and listen to each other. To find out how the process of making a musical podcast differs from that of a traditional one, the role the songs play in it, and the technical and storytelling challenges that come with, I spoke to the writers, directors and composers, Ellen Winter and Chris Littler. Here's Ellen on how they chose to structure the podcast in three parts once they were given the brief of the project. Initially, when they came to us with the concept, we were floating the idea of it being an episodic musical using references like, you know, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend as a big inspiration. And the more that we developed it over the course of the 18 months that we were in the process of writing and creating the thing, and the more that we learned about the characters and the format, it basically turned into a show and a story that we felt like breaking up into 10 episodes, it just didn't make sense anymore. (laughs) Um, It wasn't making sense narratively. It wasn't making sense for what we wanted to do with the characters. And there was a big turn point I think for us about like 12 months into the process where we were just like I think that this is this is a feature-length musical we are writing a feature-length musical and I think we need to let this story emerge on its own and follow what this story wants to do and it didn't want to be a 10 episode podcast so initially we were like okay great we'll write a musical in two acts like we're gonna do that that's a musical format we can get behind we understand that and then even as we started to get into that territory it was like we found that we just weren't able to cover everything in the story that we wanted to in those first two acts Um, we felt like it was really essential to like get through the whole of the 36 questions but we didn't want to do it in a way that was prescriptive we wanted that to be natural in the escalation of the narrative that made us ask the question of how do these questions evolve over time? How do they evolve in their relationship to these two characters? And we felt like the best way to do that justice was to have it actually be in three acts and have it take place over the course of, well, we don't want to do any spoilers, but three acts, yeah. So what goes into it first, the music or the storyline? Do you approach the plot and character development first or the songwriting? Chris explains. 
we started with the characters because yeah. we knew that if this was going to be a feature length piece that was focused on just two people, that those two people should be very fully realized and really fully drawn. Um, and we knew that if, if we kind of nailed that and kind of stuck to our guns on those characters, that they would always be able to guide us where we needed to go. It yeah. would always be truthful. That was kind of like the first thing that we figured out. Who are these two people? How are they in some ways diametrically opposed and being so different? How do they work together? And why yeah. do they work together? Because you have to believe that they are in love. But you also have to believe they have these differing viewpoints that are going to cause some yeah. serious marital strife. So knowing what the characters were, then we started moving into like generating music. So Ellen and I basically just sit down at a piano or specifically Ellen sits at a piano and I kind of pace behind her <laughs> and she jams out these songs and we just create a bunch of content and we say, oh, this song sounds like it could be a, you know, an angry song where someone's right. yelling at them about, we don't know what. We don't know what. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> this is all happening like simultaneous with us figuring out the plot outline. So it's right. a lot of like simultaneous generation of interpersonal closeness, but like also, yeah, like just figuring out what the story is alongside with the music and then basically creating this toolbox of songs where we kind of understood the emotional impulse behind them. And then when we were writing the script and figuring out the movement for each scene, we were like, oh, this emotional moment matches with this song that we basically have dummy lyrics for and a chorus and a, and a verse and maybe a bridge. But by putting it into the scene, we were able to like figure out the rest of the song and figure out the rest of the scene by putting it in the context of, this, of these characters and where they were on their journey. Songwriting, I think, is a very intimate thing in and of itself. And it's like very therapeutic to do. And I think we got a sense of the earnest meat of each of these songs so that we didn't feel like we were just dropping them into the story or that we were like writing a song for the purpose of a, of a script. We wanted to make sure that it was a, a true moment and like an earnest feeling that these songs were coming from. This is probably the right time to listen to a snippet from 36 Questions. So here it goes. You're recording it on your phone? When are you gonna- It's a voice memo. So Why would you need a recording of my students singing? They're not that good. Well, I just thought it's so easy. Shh, 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 shh. Wait, wait. Remind yourself, the Fenderman family tree, three siblings, Bobby, Judy, Richie. Ooh, can you say that again? About City Hall? Yeah. Oh my God, you're recording this. Yes. What, so you can prove it in court? Well, I just want you on the record. You are okay with not having a big wedding. No guests. <laughs> oh my God, you're insane. Yes, confirmed, yes, confirmed. You hear that? I confirmed it. I'm on the record. I'm okay with not having a big wedding. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know about it's no awful. guests though. We gotta talk about that. Well, it's on the record. Doesn't there have to be a wedding? behind us. Sorry. Are you okay? I'm okay. Uh, what are you doing? Taking pictures? No, I, I was recording. What are you recording? I'm just capturing Snoqualmie in all its glory. <laughs> Do you ever listen back? Not yet. Hmm. You ever think you're going to? 
guess when I miss it. Thursday, July 28th, 2009. My name is Judith Ford. And I have been lying to my husband since the moment I met him. I'm going on the record here to make this right, to remember. The time is 6.43, and I seem to have left my charger at Denny's, which means I have about 30 minutes, if I'm lucky, before this cuts out. So, so I don't have very long to convince him, I guess. One of the lessons Chris and Ellen learned during the 18 months they spent working on 36 questions is that with this type of podcast, the first thing you need to figure out is who your narrator is going to be. Do you want the story to be told by one of the main characters or by someone on the outside? Yeah. You basically have to decide from the get-go if you're going to have someone on the outside who is narrating and telling the audience what is happening or have a very justifiable reason why a character is doing the same thing. And until you solve that problem, you don't really have a show. You yeah. just got to take care of the listener in every yeah. single second. Yeah, every step of the way. And I think what took us a long time to figure out was the restrictions of the podcast format actually proved to be advantages in a lot of ways. I think the biggest thing that we actually took away from it was in the audio podcast format, and not that this isn't relevant on stage or in film either, but it just felt like every moment was crucial. Every single sound, every word, every every note had to be like carefully curated and keeping listeners on the path so that there was never anything that happened or that you could hear that would take you out of the world or that would distract you or confuse you or make you disorient the listener. And, and so really like caring for them throughout the narrative and the process. I think that was a constant thing that we were checking. A big learning experience for us was going into the studio and listening to the actors performing. Uh, Jonathan and Jesse are both standing. They're, they're in a booth. They got their microphone there. There's no set. There's no dressing. There's no props. And having them act out these things, like Jonathan, act like you're picking up a duck. Jonathan, you know, he's done Frozen. Like he knows this world of like animation and like kind of having to overact with your body because when you overact with your body, it sounds just enough, natural enough in the audio. So when Jonathan was picking up Henry the duck, he wasn't picking up a duck-sized duck. He was bending <laughs> down and picking up the most like a swan. A like swan. <laughs> and he was just like holding this giant swan and we're in the booth cracking up like but dying. Then, when you, when you listen back to it it's, oh that is just the amount of over energy that you needed to expend to sound legit yeah. when you listen back to it as a medium podcasts are meant to fill and hold the listener's ears and use sound to fill in any gaps in the story that could in a different format be shown rather than told but as it turns out that's easier said than done
any right. story that requires visual totems, I don't think is made for podcasting. Obviously, yeah. there are lots of mediums that's really applicable, but you want to have a story where sound is the totem. Even as we were writing this, I, I can't tell you how many times we would go through drafts or go through lyrics and, and cut anything that would be like, look at this, see, here's my point. Little things like that, right. that just reference sight. When you just cut that out or turn it into a sound thing, listen to me and hear me out instead of look at me. In the beginning of the show, we had Judith walking up the steps to Jace's house. Yeah. And she has a moment where she's like, wow, it's really beautiful out here. Yeah. She like, looks at like the sunrise, the sunset. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were like, wait a second. Nobody can see that. that beautiful sunset, yeah. so who cares? Yeah. And it was replaced by the squeak of the wood on the, like, yeah, visual yeah. audio. I think in musicals, traditionally, in musical theater, there's a lot of elements that are going on, and a lot of them are visual. You've got costumes, you've got choreography, potentially. There's a lot of storytelling that is happening based on how the actors are using the space in which the story is being presented. And as writers and performers, we had to clock that there was no space except for the space in your earbuds. You know, we went through drafts of this that maybe could have been staged, but we were like, we need to make something that is intrinsic to the podcast form. So, you know, traditional instrumentation wasn't going to cut it. If we were trying to place some of these acoustic instruments, we weren't sure how to like introduce them because we weren't sure where the listener might be trying to place it. And that's a tutor on horns, but I'm going to tutor on horns. <laughs> when you're saying a stage show, a so-so song can be covered up with really good choreography, lots of spectacle, but we don't have that in our show. You, when the song starts, the listener is listening to every lyric. They're trained to hone in on what is being said and why it's being said. You don't get really cut any breaks in this format. Right. There's no physical storytelling that you can rely on to clue in the audience if they've missed something. Two Up is now working on their next show, different topic and format, but they have been excited and encouraged by feedback from other musical writers and producers who are now trying to experiment with the musical podcast format, and so are Ellen and Chris. I think one of the reasons that podcasting is really exciting to us is because of its accessibility and because it doesn't cost 75 to 300 dollars to like see the show the last musical that jonathan was in was hamilton and that's like impossible to get tickets to and it was exciting to us as musicians and writers and to create a story in a form that could be democratized and that people can listen to anywhere and that they don't we don't have to pay for the show they can just listen to it and we're excited to see where this form goes and how people maybe take on their own version of it. And we, we're just hoping that it creates a space, an aural space for people to find a, you know, a new way of musical storytelling. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Now go and listen to 36 questions on the 2UP website or wherever you get your podcasts and let us know what you think by tweeting at Journalism News. Thanks for listening to the journalism.co.uk podcast.